the network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. You're listening to the AV Nation Wavecast, and we're getting stronger together with Heather Sidorowicz. Welcome, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us for our AV Nation Wavecast. I am really over the moon uh, about this next interview that we're going to have. I'm here with Heather Sidorowicz, and she is the owner, president of Southtown AV. She is a 2018 Woman in CT Legacy Award winner. She is a CEDIA Board of Directors. She is a mom to two girls. I mean, the list goes on. And she's a fabulous yoga, <laughs> yoga zen, Nanastas. So Heather, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. You give me way too much credit. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's just the start of it. Like, I'm so excited. I mean, I feel like we've been, you know, Twitter friends forever <laughs> in the life of uh, being on Twitter. And you're just always so exciting to see what you're doing. And you have such a positive energy and passion. And, you know, to, to top that all off, to be, you know, a female in a male-dominated industry as successful as you are. I'm just, thank you so much for joining us. I'm really thrilled. Thanks for having me. Excellent. So tell us, I mean, so you're like, I mean, right off the bat, you're, you're in Indianapolis today. You've been up since the crack of dawn and you know, what you, tell us about what you're doing there. Um, I am here for a CDA board meeting. Um, so we'll start with dinner tonight. Uh, new member orientation is today. And then tomorrow we'll have a strategic meeting and Friday um, we have our official board meeting. Um, and then I will also say that any opinions on this podcast are mine and my own, not CDS. I have to say that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, here I am. And I'm actually the first female um, that was on the board since over 20 years. Um, there is now, Melanie has now joined the board as well. And Tabitha, obviously a great female CEO, um, but I'll, I was the first female in way, way too long. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it doesn't surprise me, you know, I mean, how much you like break the waves and like everything um, within the industry. I just real quickly, uh, you know, one of the things that like for our viewers and you know, that they might not understand the difference of when you talk about Cedia, you know, what I really like, you know, was so fascinated about is, you know, we have the professional side of our industry that is more, you know, pro AV, it's more buildings, et cetera, et cetera. And then we also have our custom high installation side of the building, which is considered seedier and more around the consumer electronics. So you, I mean, you kind of straddle both if I don't, if I understand correctly. I do. Yeah. So in our company really did grow up as a residential company. Um, but around that 2008, 2010, uh, timeline, as you saw the, the, the crash of 2008, um, what we started to see early on at that time was the, the beginnings of a renaissance in Buffalo, New York, which is where I'm from. Um, and, and that and having young children, um, seeing that made me think, you know, I think that there is a possibility to, to come into the commercial industry. And what I underestimated at that time was how much people wanted a company that treated people like people, right? I mean, so they were used to automated companies that treated you like the electrician did. When it's there, I'm done, don't talk to me again, that's the end of our relationship versus our approach where really the day you start using the system is the day our actual relationship truly begins. 
So we doubled in size. Um, so things have gone very well in that place. And so today we're about 80% commercial and 20% um, what I would call relationship residential. So more of a consulting base where they come in and want music throughout their house or a better home network. Um, so it's not a transactional sale, but a relationship sale. Oh, that's awesome. And I mean, like I said, you're the president and owner of South Town AV, which is just, I mean, absolutely phenomenal to be just a female business owner and then to have it in a, you know, a male dominated tech industry. Tell us about that. Well, the company was, was founded by my dad um, in 1984 and I started work with him in 2000, 2001 um, and not knowing anything, but just seeing others out there that I just didn't feel like were meeting the needs. Um, so I, I saw a, another, another company put forth a, actually at that time it was a surround sound demo. Um, it was the matrix and it was the bus scene where everyone dies and it was great for surround sound and the men were like, Oh yeah. Except there, I remember looking in the room and there was like an eight year old boy who was just seeing everyone being shut up. And I thought there's a place here. And it was really that kind of epiphany moment and went back to my set my father and said, Hey, I, I think I want to do this. And, um, I, I really started attending every CD at that point, just huge thirst for knowledge, trying to find it anywhere I could, reading magazines, being part of that, um, which is another reason I wanted to be part of the board because it was my, you know, I, I felt like I grew up there. Um, so, you know, this is my moment, I guess you could say give back. Um, but yeah, so it's been, uh, I bought the company in 2014 and, you know, sky's the limit from there. That is just like, I mean, that's like so cool. I mean, like, you know, how do, how do people, you know, I guess it's not the question of like, how do people treat you as a woman owner? But I mean, that's kind of like a hard, there are people who will still come in or, and they'll, you know, they kind of do that quick glance and go, you know, is anybody else here? Or I'll have people who call and I'll answer the phone and cause we're still a small company and they'll say, uh, Hey, I have a technical question and there's a pause. <laughs> go ahead go ahead try me um so it, there are those moments but i think the best piece like you don't approach that with a chip on your shoulder and i think we all do it in some way you know if we have to all start to acknowledge that we do that and that anyone can play these roles today um and most people once they get beyond that and once you kind of have to you know show them that you know um are, are great i mean it's rare to have an issue yeah, and that's it's so fascinating to me because it's like, you know, consistently we kind of hear like over our industry, you know, kind of to what you're saying is that, um, you know, just a lot of times it's like it's hard to get the jump from people like in their youth into professional AV, whether it's on the commercial side or on the, you know, custom side. And, you know, having your dad, having a mentor like that, having like, you know, somebody like a lot of, especially for us women, you know, um, most, most of us grew up you know, having men as mentors. So, you know, it's, it's really interesting to, to see how women, you know, are using that to leverage it to become incredibly um, successful. In and it's, it's how we treat each other, right? I mean, early in my career, I had this opportunity to have dinner with a bunch of business people, but one of them was a female who, she, in our, our local village, she's like the first, one of the first females that's a trustee. And she turned to me and said, you know, I just think that we all have to be kinder to each other. Women can be so wicked and competitive and we need to lift each other up, which is exactly what you're doing. And so I praise you. Um, we're, we're looking to, to just be positive and lift each other up and take care of each other 
and be transparent and human and stop fighting, um, if, if we could just change that one piece, what a different world it would be. Yeah, all over for everything, right? Yeah. No, that's, that's really cool. So tell me about uh, winning the 2018 uh, Woman in CT Legacy Award. I mean, that's just because that's just, you know, um, they're, they're a group. They do amazing things, and they do them, like, throughout the year. But, like, that is really an exclusive group of it, women. It was very cool, and I, I didn't feel worthy of it. I still don't oh, feel worthy on. of it. It's a legacy award. I also thought, you know, in my speech I made there was – you know, this is not the end of me. I'm, I promise to keep going forward with, you know, my off-kilter voice. Um, yeah, so the big thing, it, but it was awesome. I mean, the trip was the coolest part, to get a call from Carol Campbell to say, like, hey, you won this. We'd love you to come if you can. Um, I had a friend fly in from California to be there, which was amazing. The whole evening was really like a Cinderella moment. Um, being on stage, my husband was there, out to dinner with some great friends of mine from the industry, who came because they knew me, meeting new people. I mean, there was some great support. It was, it was really a, a really great moment. That's really cool. And, you know, um, I'm just like, it's always like, I have like a million questions. Like, <laughs> but I won't, I won't take all your time, but it's, you know, going to the different, like when you look like going to the infocoms, going to the CDs and going to sort of the CESs, which is where, you know, that award show is like, you've done it all, you know what I mean? Like, which is so unusual just for a professional to, you know, let alone like a female having experienced it. So, you know, tell us, tell us a little bit about your like different experiences at the, the different, you know, trade shows. Um, you know, what we already said, uh, CDA, you know, I kind of feel as this high school reunion ish of, of people you liked. It's smaller and more intimate. Uh, Infocom is huge. And I feel still when I go there, I remember looking at Infocom, I don't know, eight years ago and just looking at the classes and being so overwhelmed. I was like, I can't go to that. I'm not good enough to go to that. And really it's about, I think the whole thing is about looking at those fears and doing it anyway. So one day I just said, I'm going to go and you book a plane trip and you go and you walk around the show floor and then you fall in love with, because I think Infocom is in my, I haven't been to ISE yet, but is the most visually stunning show. It's just amazing from that standpoint. And then you see all this great new futurists, you know, the robots and stuff in there as well. Uh, CES is so big. It's, it's, it's overwhelming. So prepare yourself. I, the first time I, I went in 2000, I went two years ago and I went two years before that. Um, you have to be prepared to like take a break at some point because I actually felt it was, it was so overwhelming. So many people, um, you really have to take some self-care into that too. I think the first, like the, not last time, but the time before that, when we went, eventually I was like, I'm done. I have to leave. We rented a car. My husband was there. We drove up to Red Rocks and we hiked a little bit outside just to kind of regain that balance. Um, you know, and you have to look at it as the whole industry, the whole world, right? None of us know. Nobody knows. We're all trying to figure out this adventure um, together. Um, and I think that, that when you realize that, um, you can fall back upon it and just realize that this is my one life and my one shot. So let's charge forward. Right. Yeah. I mean, my, my experiences, you know, are pretty similar to yours. I, I absolutely adore like Cedia, you know, I mean, just, it's, it's just walking around and, and being there at that, you know, the annual trade show is just, it is so much camaraderie. Like you said, it's, you know, everybody knows everybody. Everybody it's knows everybody. really laid back, you know, it's, everything is cool. And <clears throat> Infocom is a little bit of the middle because when I 
went to CES, like you said, it's like I could just me as a person, um, you know, not even saying as a woman, but it was just, there was too much. Like, I mean, you couldn't see it. it. Is, it's overwhelming. There's so many people. It was just, it, it really, you know, it took me back. It, it's, you do have to be prepared. And I mean, as you know, talking to it a little bit as a woman, when you go, and I mean, especially not even just to like these trade shows, but you know, some advice or some things, do you do anything different for your safety and for your travel? And you know, what advice would you give to women? Yeah, that, that's a good question. And, and so I don't think I've been asked that ever, but it's, I do have like a, a things that I do. So I, I do things like take a picture of where you park your car, which if you're driving somewhere and just so you remember where it is and it's on your phone, I take a picture of my hotel room number to avoid any issues later when you come back. Um, I have a two glass limit. So I do partake in, you know, a good glass of wine when I have the opportunity, but if I'm not in an extremely safe space, so if my husband's not there, if it's not someone I've known for 20 years, I will not drink, you know, I, I try to two, two drinks because you don't want to put yourself in harm's way. Now, I think luckily, even though we're male dominated, we're, it's a bunch of geeks, right? And they're mostly harmless people. But you have to be smart at the same time and make sure that you're playing the game smartly. So, you know, alcohol does terrible things like that. It, you have to be, you have to make sure that you're safe. Um, those are definitely a few things that I make sure I, I do. You know, make, I always make sure I have a phone charger on me so that, you know, my phone, I'm not out and about somewhere without a phone. I think we're much luckier today because we have things like Uber and, and Rideshare. So, if you ever got stuck, you can easily leave. You don't have to be stuck in any place. Um, and my other piece of advice is um, if or when in Vegas, take a cab because the ride shares often lead you like behind the hotel or down a dark hallway and you put yourself in precarious positions. Just get in the cab line. You're around a bunch of people and less chance of something happening. Oh, that's great. That's really great advice. Um, I, I, my other advice that I always give people is to learn how to like change a flat tire. That's a really good one. I, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. I, one time it was, it was horrible. We were building a courthouse up in, up in Northern California and it was just one of those things where, you know, the storms and the, and the rocks and everything. Um, and I would have been stuck in the middle of nowhere. And so the, the types of things that, you know, women don't necessarily think are going to be as important to them when they're actually traveling alone. And, you know, like you said, be aware of your environment. Right. You know, don't put myself in positions where I feel that I'm going to be the only person that's going to be looking out for my own safety. Yeah. You know? And you know, we all know, we know that from, we know that from a very young age when we're in, when you hear the bells get out. No one ever says, this terrible thing happened to me and I had no idea that it was coming. They're always like, you know, there's alarms going off, but I did it anyway. Yeah, I didn't, and I didn't listen to myself. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As, a, um, as an attendee there, you know, one of the things that, you know, it's, I've been following it. You know, I first wrote about Gary Shapiro and um, the CTA in 2012. When wow. he, yeah, when he called the booth babe. That was when he, you know, I, felt, I actually felt bad for him because, you know, like yourself, it's like I don't, I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And, you know, 80 to 90% of, you know, men, women, and everything, you know, I, I really think, like you said, we're all on this adventure together. Um, so when I hear sort of, you know, some of the things that make me as a, as a woman cringe or sort of, you know, I don't, I don't get angry about it. I, I felt more bad for him in 2012 because, you know, he called, you know, the thing about booth babe was, you know, it was cute and it was irrelevant. Right. You know, and so 
it seems to me like, you know, we, we now have booth dudes. This last, you know, at, at Ifocom, like, 2018 I was thrilled because it was like we had booth dudes and it was like I mean that was just like fantastic. Was that crush rounds the crush round ones? No I didn't actually them do it. They had like booth like they, when you're going from one event to another they had these beautiful women lined up but then they had beautiful men lined up and I'm okay that's that's inclusion man that's inclusion. Yeah I mean like we've, we've really like you know I, I feel so grateful and just like excited about how far we've come CES seems to be a little bit more held back. Now, I want to give them credit. It's like they're over 62% on their executive team as females. This year, they launched a $10 million fund, you know, um, and, you know, it's hard for me to, like, say that they're, that they're completely responsible for the industry sort of being where it's at, especially... But they set the calls, for sure. Yeah, well... Like they're, 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 the they're the only one that any layman, that any person on the street there's a chance that they heard of it. If I say Cedia, they give me a strange look. If I said Infocom, they said, I have no, I don't know. But you say CES, you know, people understand that. So they do have a responsibility for that pulse. Um, you know, I was, I get interviewed locally on the radio because I either follow along or I'm there. I mean, that's because everyone, you know, technology is very hot and interesting. So they, they do have a responsibility, whether they like that or not. Yeah. And, you know, I thought what it was, was so interesting to me this year um, was <laughs> they've come so far and they've, they've sort of done so much and they did try to like take, make to their policies to the extent that I feel that, you know, they can only be so responsible. They have tried to update, you know, about what people can and can't have at their booths. Um, but then this year they went out and they actually gave a CES Innovation Award to a female company, a led company of like engineers, like, I mean, most amazing, like technology behind a personal massager, a sex toy for a female. And they went out and they gave it to that group and then they took it away. Yeah, so one of the things like, you know, that's sort of interesting to me, just from the, you know, the CES perspective in general. And what I said in 2012 is that it's not even so much about how they treat the women that's inside of their industry. It's that they're not recognizing the, um, the power and as well as the purchasing money of women and what they have to offer and the decisions that they make when it comes to especially like technology in their house or you know who's getting the ipad or, or these types of things i mean as a woman who's attended it and who's you know sort of been there what what is your experience about you know being um an audience of who you know high tech and consumers, are they valuing women? Are they valuing their input? Or, you know, are you just now struggling to, to not be a booth babe? I think my answer is going to be a twofold. Um, one is, no, I don't think they're valuing it. And it's because it's male dominated. It, I, I think really what we miss in all, all is that we, without women, you don't have perspective. I remember at CES two years ago, some, I think maybe it was Samsung, someone announced um, a washer or dryer that would email you or text you when it was done. I could care less as a super busy female. It doesn't, I can hear the bell ring from the other room. <laughs> I need it, like make my washer dry my clothes too. Like that would be a solving the problem. But because the, the people who are creating it probably aren't talking to the women who are probably mostly using it, it gets lost. And I think that we see that over and over and over again throughout all of it. I think we see that also happen with speakers. We, there's an ego possibly that happens. So the speakers are, I'm a CEO, therefore I must speak. And men aren't always the greatest to give that point across. So 
I think that, you know, it, I, I watched Sony's keynote and I, anyone that's followed me for a long time knows I'm a huge Sony proponent. They did a terrible job of presenting because it's all the heads of the company who speak versus someone who can ignite passion within what that company has done or will, can and will be. Um, yeah, I, I think, and, and as for the female, I think that sex isn't a dirty word, so we need to get over that for sure. And sex for females isn't a dirty word. Um, I mean, they've had countless in, you know, sex toys for men for a very, very long time. So it's ridiculous that they would then say, oh, no, this is offensive. Come on, come on. Well, yeah, they've given the other words to the awards. So it's just, I mean, I don't, I'm the type of person that never sees, you know, progress is in success is not a straight line, but it was, it was really unfortunate. I felt for them, you know, to have come so far in, in trying to, you know, really do take the steps and, and to show that they care about, you know, moving forward to then like kind of set themselves back, you know, by actually penalizing, you know, uh, a female led company. Now, you know, what is it, you know, you said you have two girls and, you know, so a two part question is, you know, I mean, how is it that you do your work life balance with that? And, and do you want your girls to go into technology and, you know, what are your thoughts about that? Um, so how do I, so what I learned early, I used to think that, um, my company and my children had to remain completely separate. And then I learned that that's impossible. So, um, it's like, this is how you make it work, right? So I, my company, my headquarters is very close to um, the elementary school so they can walk after school. I, I don't act like it's a bad place to be. They can come anytime they want. They love to come now because we've remodeled and they think it's the greatest thing ever. One of my coolest moments for a mom was my 12 year old brought her friend there to show off. Um, and as for technology, I just want them to, well, I want them to be happy first and foremost. So above all, I want them to do something they love and can find passionate in. But I also, my 12 year old's a builder. She's, she could do Legos and build all day. That's great. And I think fostering those things are priceless. I sent them both to a, a Minecraft camp over the summer. They were the only two girls and it was like 25 boys and they totally held their own. I was so proud. But it's, it's like, you can't let, we have to get rid of our own signals. We have to acknowledge and say, okay, sure, Minecraft, we, I might think that that's a boy's game, but if they like it, why not? It's not hurting and they're building and in some way coding. Power to them. So yeah, I secretly would love to see them go in any type of engineering or STEM field, but it's happiness first. Yeah, right. And they must, I mean, it's just a, it's, so nice for them um, to just to see their mom as a business owner and see their mom like, you know, you know, just killing it no matter what she does, like, you know, and everything. <laughs> I'm carrying out my pocket so the days are not feeling good. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, I mean, like to that, to that extent, like what is your advice for a woman that wants to be like you? Like what, it, you know, I mean, you're, you've done so much and the, not for everybody, but especially like as a business owner or like, you know, getting involved and stuff, like what do you suggest to people? Like what do they do? And then what do they have to, you know, consider? You have to decide what kind of person you want to be, right? So transparency is huge with me. Living an honest and true life is huge with me. Um, feeling the fear, but moving forward anyway, I think that, that a lot of people think like, oh, I'm too afraid to stand on stage and, and say the way I feel. It's like, I still feel afraid. I, you just do it anyway, because you have a story to tell you something to, to give. Um, I think the human factor is a huge piece of that. 
um, that we have to keep preaching. You know, we, in the late nineties in work, we were about working all the time and we then became burnt out and miserable and the pendulum swung the other way. And even though we're a more digital world than we ever have been, we're all craving human contact. So I think treating people like you'd want to be treated, right? These are things we heard since childhood, but we forgot somewhere along the way. Um, like, What's been the hottest thing as a female business owner? And I'm not, not even just necessarily as like a, a, like a female, but just like as a business owner, like what's one thing that you would tell yourself, like, you know, back when you bought the company, oh my God, I wish I had done this. Uh, I would tell myself that it all worked out. So you're going to, everything's going to be okay. Um, <laughs> that it's darkest before the dawn. So I went through some really, really tough stuff, some really dark stuff to, to get to where I am. Um, and you have to acknowledge what is not your magic power. Um, and you actually can hire that out and there's always help out there. So reach out and ask. It's okay to ask for help and support. And there's so many people out there that are willing to give it. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. Well, Heather, I know you have such a busy couple of days here ahead of you. Um, so I won't keep you anymore. Um, I'm just, I was so thrilled and like, you know, really appreciate like all your, you know, perspective and, you know, expertise, like telling us, you know, um, what it is that we can do, you know, what are some of the challenges that we have and, uh, you know, especially namast, right? <laughs> You've always done that. How can people get in touch with you and like, how can they, you know, with both Southbound AV as well yeah, as yeah. Um, my, my Twitter is myself. So that's kind of a fun way to touch base. So, which is how we met. So it's tech underscore chi as in like balance between life and technology. Um, you can, you can, you can Google me. You'll find me all sorts of places. Uh, my company website is southtownav.com. A is an Apple, V is in Victor. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm on all the social platforms. I'm out there. Um, yeah, and I think just to add just one more piece, I think if we could change anything, I think it's, it's got to be from the ground up. So I remember looking at my husband. He had like GQ and I had uh, Real Simple Magazine. So I thought those should be pretty equal. And his was about... Um, technology and things you could learn and how you could become a better person. And, and the woman's one real simple, which was not supposed to be this way was about you're not good enough and diets and eat less food and wear more makeup. I think until we can change that, like, you know, I, why doesn't real simple have a tech article? Why doesn't Vogue have a tech article? Women are the ones carrying their phones and their technology also. And I think that we forget that. So if, if I could change one thing and put it out there, it would be to, to get to their next. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's fantastic. Well, I mean, you know, you're doing it all. And it's, you know, for anybody out there that, you know, wants to see how, like, you know, how to succeed, you know, how to like, you know, be a business owner, but also, how, you know, how to be a mom and like balance it all. And like, you know, you're a true role model for all of us women. Thank you. And, you know, and you're so fun. You're so fun. Like, I mean, you come up with like all like the most fun, like exciting things to do and with the most positive energy. I, I, it feels so good that you're out there. I mean, you are you yourself. I mean, you, what you've done, what you say and the way that you're lifting up, I cannot explain to you how much that means to me. And I know women across. So thank you. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. You know, well, it's like, you know, and it's exactly like you said, it's like together, you know, it's like, it's just like at the end of the day, it's just like, you know, we just got to do it together. And it's like, we've got to be here for each other because the alternative is just, you know, it's, it's no fun. It's not, it's not nice and it's not going to get us anywhere. So it's Have like, to make stronger together. and you know, like, and yeah, it's, it feels good. It feels good to, you know, to, 
to be good and especially as tough as this world can be right now is to try to stay positive and, you know, look for solutions. So thanks. Yep. Great. Heather, <laughs> thank you so much. Enjoy your show. Stay warm. Thank you, Jennifer. Be well. Thank you. It was so a pleasure. I, I hope next time it's over dinner. I know. Absolutely. Yeah. We have, right. we'll, go to, we'll go to ISC together next year for the first All right. time. It's a date. One I haven't been to as well. <laughs> All right. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. And yes, and everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. So, you know, talking to Heather, I'm going to go. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> the CDO Board of Directors 2018 Woman in CT Legacy Award winner. President and owner of Southtown AV, and just an all-around amazing woman, you know, professional, and somebody that you definitely want to know. Thank you so much for joining us, and you can check this out and all the other AV Nation podcasts, news, and blogs at www.avnation.tv. Thanks. <laughs>